Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining and Merry Christmas. We are back in the podcast studio with another Watermark young adult joining us for the month of December. But that said, if you are just now jumping in to join the journey for the Advent season, I wanted to let you know that join the journey isn't just a seasonal thing. We're actually uh, a part of a year-long Bible reading plan through Watermark Community Church. And we would love to invite you to join us in January as we continue reading the Bible together. We'll be kicking off the year in the book of Proverbs reading just one proverb a day, and we'd love to have you join us. But here with me today is my good friend, Ryan Garahan. Hey, Emma. Ryan, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad to be here. It's fun. You're kicking us off with Isaiah 7, 14 and Luke 1, 5 through 45. But before we get there, for those who don't know you, would you share a little bit about what Jesus has done in your life, what God's done, and then what you're up to these days? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in a kind of wild family, seven siblings, nice. lots of parents, grew up in a small town in Kentucky. And I would say that I grew up in a, a church-going home. Um, my parents put me in a lot of the right positions to hear things about God. Um, and there were different ways that that played out in the home. But in a lot of ways, I would say discipleship and instruction in the faith was happening mostly through the church. And uh, I came to an understanding of my need and, a, and an opportunity for me to have a right relationship with God when I was in early middle school, actually through um, one of my siblings getting baptized and, and me recognizing that that's a decision I could make. But then for a lot of middle school and high school, I would say that my understanding of how God related to me was very skewed. And uh, I was just talking about this with a friend recently that I, I really believe that the spirit dwelt in me just due to conviction of sin and different things in that season sure. of life. But you knew things were wrong. Yeah, I knew. I knew when I was doing things that were wrong. I knew when I was my actions were displeasing to God. But I really thought that His acceptance and love for me was dictated by my performance. And um, it really wasn't until I got to the University of Georgia as a freshman that I had a, a dear friend take me to Chick Fil A and share the gospel with me. And I first left that conversation thinking, why did he do that? Uh, doesn't he know I'm already a Christian? Yeah. And as we continued to meet, it just became clear, um, especially as we looked at Ephesians 2, that uh, I just had an incomplete understanding of God's love and acceptance towards me through Jesus and that what Jesus had done is what secured his opinion of me. And and once that was more settled in my heart, it changed uh, the way I lived and operated. It's no longer out of performance, but out of acceptance. And so um, college and then young adult years have been trying to grow out of that performative way of living and sure. into just living in the love of God. And now I'm here at Watermark. I've been here for a little over seven years. And I work on the community team, specifically in the area of community formation. And so our team loves to help uh, people here at Watermark get connected to community groups so that they can walk alongside Jesus together and grow in their relationship with him in the context of community. I love it. So if you are an adult, young adult or older adult looking to get connected and plugged in at Watermark, we'll put the information for membership in the episode description. And after you go to that membership class, you can go to community formation and get connected with other believers who want to do life alongside other believers. And odds are you'll run into our friend Ryan there and have a great time. All that said, though, we've got to jump over to the scriptures. We are in Isaiah 7, 14 and Luke 1, 5 through 45, a little bit of a longer passage. So, Ryan, let me ask you. So I know you had kind of three conclusions you drew after studying this passage. What are they? 
Yeah. Well, um, Emma, you know, we're in the Advent season. We're anticipating Christmas, which is super Merry Christmas. Um, Jingle bells. Yes. Santa's coming. Yeah. All the stuff. And uh, I'd say the, the first big observation an application that I made is that I need Christmas mm. way more than I tend to recognize on the surface. And kind of how I get there in this passage is there's this massive time frame between when uh, the last prophets, prophets spoke to Israel and when we pick up the story here in Luke 1, 400 plus years. And so we jump right into the text thinking, all right, it's the next page. Sure. But there's all of this anticipation. There's all this crazy history, honestly, the way that the nation of uh, Israel has turned over and the land has been conquered by different people and then conquered back and rebellion and all of these things. And the people of Israel are awaiting God to to do something. And if I just jump into this Christmas season and think it's just another year of Christmas, I can do the same thing as if I just jump into this text, which is I miss all of the need that exists in my heart because of my brokenness for Christmas. And so that's kind of the first thing I I just see here is all of the context and all of the pent-up kind of energy and and anticipation for what unfolds in this passage is a reminder to me of all of the anticipation and need that I have for the Christmas story. for the Savior. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The second thing I see in my own life is that God has broken the silence in my life with a series of miracles in what he's done in me. We know that there's this thing called the the um, kind of order of salvation, these progressive steps that happen in our salvation sure. um, through Christ. Some of the ones kind of right in the middle after it comes from atonement is regeneration, my heart um, softening to the reception of the gospel message, conversion where I trust, adoption where I become a son of God, Mm -hmm. and then the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which is a part of that adoption. It's these bang, 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 bang miracles that happen in my trust of God and and the process of my salvation. And we see in this passage, this bang, 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 bang miracles, one after another of God breaking silence. Uh, We go from 430 years of nothing to an angel shows up. And then that angel makes the man mute. And then his barren wife gets pregnant. And then another woman has another angel come to her. And then she gets pregnant mm-hmm. with, without doing the thing that gets you pregnant. Right. And then she shows up at her cousin's house. And her cousin knows that she's pregnant before she even tells Says her. Anything. Because the Holy Spirit comes upon her. And then she starts talking about things that she couldn't have possibly known right. if no one told her. Like there's it's this, crazy. The crazy miracles that are happening one after another in this passage. And it's just a reminder to me of how God has broken the silence uh, of my, de- I was dead, really. Not even just silent, but dead. And he stepped in and he, and he ended that with this progression of miracles. And then there's something cool about how after adoption and the Spirit comes and dwells in us, there's this season of sanctification and perseverance, which really mimics what happens next in the story is this season after all of this activity at the beginning of the Gospels. And then it's not 30 years until we really see Jesus come and and do all that he came to do, which is just parallel for me. And then um, the last thing that I'm just reminded of as I look at this passage, is that um, God did what he said he was going to do. He's doing what he said he would do, and he will do what he said he's going to do. Specifically, when I talk about that, that's where I think our the passage from Isaiah comes in, is he told us that he was going to send uh, a son who was 
born of a virgin. Right. And that's just one, and I know we've been talking about this in the pre- the previous days, one of a number of prophecies that have come true of him doing the things that he said. I think what's really relevant in um, this passage in particular is that uh, in Malachi 4, the literal last words of the Old Testament say, remember the law of my servant Moses. This is Malachi 4 verse 4. Remember the law of my uh, servant Moses, the statutes and rules that I commanded him at Oreb for all Israel. And then in verse 5, 5, behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, and he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. And those very words are echoed in our passage today. Like the coming of John is the answer to that promise that God made that he would send really a forerunner for the go before Jesus, who would go before Jesus, who would go before the Messiah. And then later on, as he's talking to Mary, he uses very specific, the angel uses very specific language in verse 31. He says, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And we just read a couple days ago in 2 Samuel where those words come from, that a promise was made to David that someone would come from his line uh, who would reign forever, house kingdom, have a house kingdom and throne. And so we see God actively doing in the, these words of this text what he said he is going to do. We see him continuing to do that. I think it's really significant that Zechariah, as he remains mute, Every day that he's mute is a testimony to the fact that God's doing what he said he would do. Right. Because totally he, he, told, he said, I will make your wife pregnant mm-hmm. and you're going to be this way until she bears a son. And so while it's incredibly frustrating that he can't talk. I'm sure. Can you imagine? Yeah. yeah I, you can't talk for nine months. Yeah, your months. wife gets pregnant and then you can't talk to her. I, yeah. Some might say there'd be some benefits in that. You'd save yourself <laughs> some pain and oh, saying the wrong thing. Uh, <laughs> lots of trouble you're avoiding for yourself. But God is continually doing what he said he was going to do. There's evidence of that. And and really the point of all that for us is that we can trust that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. And and we see that as the story plays out with Jesus and we can trust that in our own life, that he's, he's working all things to the good of those who love him, that um, there is a day that's going to come where we will be glorified. That's, that salvation process ends those steps end in glorification, Mm -hmm. which means I will be taken out of this broken world and get to experience communion with God forever perfectly and experience all of the joy and the satisfaction that I was created for. And in the meantime, he's given me everything I need to endure and to persevere in the midst of the broken world that I live in. And so I'm just reminded through this story of how God is faithful and trustworthy and the things that he says he's going to do, we can take to the bank. And that's something that I need to be reminded of every day. We need Christmas way more than we typically recognize. God's broken the silence in your life in miraculous ways. And God did what he said he would do. He's doing what he said he would do. And he will do what he said he would do. Ryan, thanks for being here, sharing with us. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.